After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. After School Special Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lovers of Tex-Mex food everywhere. What's that smell? It's enchiladas. We're going to Chi-Chi's. Chi-Chi's. Can you ever have too much? It's a marketing nightmare for Chi-Chi's. It definitely is. Chi-Chi's was rated one of the top, the top Mexican restaurant nationally for eight years in a row. So they've done an excellent job, even though their sales have been slipping and they have declared bankruptcy. So there's been issues as far as customers like them, but financially they were hurting. This is the worst thing that could have happened to them because how do you recover from something like this? And it was bad enough when there were 50 people, 80 people, 100 people sick, now 300 sick, more in the hospital, right. and then the death. Welcome everyone to After School Special Podcast, Latchkey Kids and my broken homies. Today, I got my best bud with me, Double D. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Ready to talk about all this pooping and farting because eating this food has caused a lot of heartache, a lot of stomach aches, and a lot of, honestly, some great memories for some people. So I'm hyped for this episode in particular. <laughs> well, have you ever been to Chi Chi's? It's kind of a bland white person thing. That's at least how I always saw it. And my mom being Spanish, like she would take us there all the time, which shame on her. Shame kind on her. Of. And that's the only thing that I'm going to say in regards to that. I have memories of it because we would go there for birthdays all the time. Actually, I think we had like a bunch of kids come too to Chi Chi's. The fuck was my parents' thing? It's but, probably cheap and affordable. The closest thing you're going to get to good Tex Mex food, but. Well, yeah. actually. Funny you mentioned that, Don. Tex-Mex, at least around in the Midwest, was unheard of. And a lot of these Mexican foods are Tex-Mex, like Taco Bell, even the Cadobas and the Chipotles weren't around. So there wasn't a lot of options for people back then. Well, we'll get right into it. The beginnings of Chi-Chi's. Chi-Chi's was founded in 1975 in Richfield, Minnesota, the whitest state around. <laughs> A suburb of Minneapolis by restaurateur Moron McDormand. Uh, Moron. No, uh, I don't know if that's uh, right. <laughs> Mer Merno McDermott. There you um, go. And his wife's nickname was Chi-Chi. And to get this right off the bat, because I think we're going to title the episode Chi-Chi's, a.k.a. Titties, the Celebration of Boobs. Hmm. Chi-Chi's is a slang term for tits. So I, the restaurant whoa, whoa, was called... I thought it was Cha-Cha's or Tata's. No, Chi-Chi is a slang word for... for okay. You can have... Well, Cha-Cha's. Who the f*** calls them Cha-Cha's? It's not oh, a, a I meant, Okay, okay. Well, I, my verbal game is a little off. I meant Tata's. 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 Yeah, but that's not Spanish. That's German. You know? Really? Yeah. Oh. The, so, he said uh, this is going to be a great name for a restaurant. Yeah. Well, he wanted to name it after his wife, and his wife's nickname was Chi-Chi's. But his, also, his other partner was former Green Bay Packers... Late Max McGee, which you said that you looked up his stats as a yeah, football player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he in the first Super Bowl, you said? Well, he was in the first Super Bowl, and he scored the first Super Bowl touchdown in the game. 
Max McGee wasn't even supposed to be in that game because he broke a team curfew rule. He got really drunk the night before the first Super Bowl and the guy who started ahead of him, he got injured during the game and he went in hungover and like a true champ, he went in there and scored all over the Kansas City Chiefs that was filled with a bunch of white people because they didn't allow black people back then. I don't know. I think so. I think that's accurate. But yeah, he is a legend. He had over 6,000 receiving yards. Jesus. Well, I'm sure it was a thing, but they didn't check for it. Was CTE a thing back then? Uh, CTE <laughs> has always been a thing. Aaron, <laughs> he scored over 6,000, 6,346 yards to be exact, 50 touchdowns. And Holy he's shit. in the Green Bay Hall of Fame, and he's a And five- he loves his margaritas. He loves his margaritas. Obviously, if he took some margaritas before the Super Bowl, I mean, jeez. <laughs> I assume that he was probably mostly just like the funding aspect of it because of all the closed head injuries that he had. He probably didn't really know how to run a restaurant, and he just fronted the cash. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, just, I, I feel bad for the guy. I do. He was nah, probably duped uh, into this shit. <laughs> Well, he had a great career. Like I said, he got uh, over 6,000 yards. He got 50 touchdowns. He And his head is made out of hamburger. Well, um, taco meat, but yeah. <laughs> taco meat, there you go. Enchiladas. McDermott, whose wife name is Chi-Chi, previously founded the Zapata fast food Mexican chain, which later became Santigo from 1977 to 1986. Those were the best years. The restaurant climate also at the time... During that, there was no Tex-Mex. So Tex-Mex was on the rise in the 1970s, and they had decided to create a restaurant named Chichis. And at first, it did really well because people didn't have that option. They didn't know what a chimichanga was, or they didn't even have tostadas there. They did have cheeseburgers, of course, enchiladas. And actually, I was able to locate an old menu from the Sterling oh, Heights looks beautiful. restaurant. Yeah, it looks all like smoke covered and everything. You know, back in the day when you could smoke in restaurants and there was only a smoking section. There wasn't a smoking section. The whole restaurant was smoking. Yeah. America was just one big smoking section. What are you saying? Like it's Yeah, no, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna say like that's when America was great. Yeah. That's why we're trying to make it great again. Yes, we uh, well, I remember (laughs) so (laughs) you're saying Chi Chi's so at its height. At its height was 1977 to 1986, but the three years that kind of was the pinnacle was 1981 through 1983. They had opened 45 new restaurants in the Midwest, and like I said, this was strictly Midwest, and we'll get into the reasons why it didn't get a foothold anywhere else. The profits that they were making at the time were 80000 per week, and just for inflation, annually making $9 million dollars and net profits in 1986 were 16 million and by 1986 200 restaurants in the nation so like i said the heyday was 1977-86 the chain was run then because they were expanding they were doing these franchises all the franchises the whole chain then got taken over by a kfc executive shelly frank when frank took leadership the chain had moved its headquarters to his hometown also who names their kid shelly Jeez, why are you attacking Shelly's? I don't know. I think I went for the low-hanging fruit when it came to the joke. Headquarters got moved to Louisville, Kentucky. 
By March 1995, the train had grown over to 210 locations. For eight years, it had been named America's favorite fast food restaurant in an independent study by Restaurant and Institution magazine. I gotta so, say, that's weird, because I didn't consider that fast food, so... So, at the time, so, 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 at the time, there wasn't anything called, like, convenient dining or what we have now, which is, like, the Paneras or even the Chili's. Chipotle. Now, now, I was going to say, man, I could tear up some Chili's, okay? Those nachos, the chicken. It's a sit-down restaurant, and you get a mug of Dr. Pepper. Mm. A mug. <laughs> you get a mug. They give you a mug. Or at least they used to. I don't know if they do that anymore. I haven't gotten a mug in a long time. I mug. fucking love mugs of pop, man. Specifically, Dr. Pepper and all the ice that they put in it, free refills, and then you get the. You gotta have room Anyways, beer. we're talking it, about cheese, and now I'm getting hungry. I think I'm gonna have to DoorDash something here in a second. These food episodes that we've done before in the past, me, it makes my mouth water. Yes. So one of the things that they were famous for, and as far as I know, I'm pretty sure the chimichanga was created by Chi-Chi's. That's a Tex-Mex creation, the chimichangas? I believe so. So one of the other things that they had or what people really craved there, one, chimichangas, but the fried ice cream. And now there are a lot of Mexican restaurants that do that because Chi-Chi's made it popular. And then you have these assholes that come into like a mom and pop Mexican restaurant. You know, you always know the Mexican food's going to be good when there's a grandmother or two grandmothers working in the back, like hand making tamales. I've seen my grandmother do it. The best tamales I've ever had. And then also bubble bread. I can't remember what it was called. My mom would know what it was called. But the fried ice cream. I remember going there for birthdays and getting that. Absolutely hating it, but I would still get it. Uh, what did they have here? They had a Mexican pizza. So I don't know who created it first, if it was Taco Bell. I did remember hearing a podcast episode, and I can't remember which podcast it was, but the creation of Chipotle that featured parts of Taco Bell. But I didn't know Chi-Chi's had a Mexican pizza. They had the guacamole dip, chili con queso, quesadilla with chopped green onions. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see here. Ensaladas, which is salads. Taco salad, guacamole salad. What the f*** is a guacamole? Let's see. Well, I can tell you the origin of chimichanga real quick, which... Please do. Exactly as you thought, it's uncertain. It's from the Mexican term chivichanga. One account adduces that Sonoran immigrants bought the dish with them from Arizona, but some people think that it came from a Mexican restaurant in Arizona, but they don't know exactly where, but one source... Monica Flynn, the founder of the Tuscan, Arizona restaurant El Charo, accidentally dropped a burrito into a deep fat fryer in 1922. She immediately began to utter a Spanish profanity beginning chinganda. The hell is a chinganda? After these messages will be right back. Hey babies, you liking the show? Well, thanks. Leave a five-star rating and a comment, please. Do you want to see the guys' faces? Well, they got YouTube videos. You can watch this podcast on any major platform you listen to. Rate five stars and comment. Thanks, babies. I'm looking at these combinations, dude. You could get... 
let's see, you could get a chimichanga, special beef. I don't know what the special beef is. Yeah, uh, shredded do. beef flavored with a mixture of Mexican spices, it looks like. And then also delicious combinations. These are all like $5.95, $5.75 Chi special dinner, $6.95. Man, our parents had it easy. Uh, oh, did you see the American. tequila price? The tequila was like three ninety five on the menu or something like. That's the first thing I was looking at. Like, ooh, people were oh, getting, really? Yeah, people were getting lit up, lit up in the eighties. Ooh, we. So, real quick, I wanted to read this. Okay, so Chichis about our food. When the Spaniards settled among the Indians of Central America, they didn't settle. They f-ing raped and killed Central America during the. That 16th was their nice century. way of saying it. They brought with them the traditions and heritage of the Mediterranean world. The Indians they found in Mexico were themselves inheritors of great traditions handed down from ancient Aztec and Mayan civilizations. During the tumultuous centuries that marked the clash of these great cultures, okay, at least they mentioned the fact that there's a clash going on. Um, <laughs> a clash, that's how they yeah, say it. They're, Not genocide. A nice, yeah, a nice way of saying it. Yeah, genocide's out the window there occurred a gradual blending today they may be regarded as having evolved into a truly new and unique culture all their own nowhere is this blending more evident than in the cuisine of mexico rice introduced from the old world was for instance enlivened in the new world tomatoes and chilies to become the familiar and popular spanish rice that is enjoyed all over the americas the European onion and garlic were warmly welcomed. Were they? Or were they just shoved down Native Americans' throats when they get decapitated? Were warmly welcomed and are today found in many foods that are in other respects purely Indian. Prior to the coming of the Spaniards, uh, the Indians had no knowledge of fats or oils and thus no knowledge of the art of frying. The f***. What do you What? Well, no, that doesn't make any sense. They what? had no idea. What What is the fry bread that Native Americans make? Also, they're saying Indians. I'm so sorry. I, I just realized that. It should be Native Americans, but they're still saying uh, Indians back then. You know, that's... Okay. Well, it's a tricky thing because I've heard Native Americans say, no, we don't want to be called Native Americans. We want to be called the other thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, I well, whatever. I'm staying. I'm going to moonwalk oh, okay. away from that. <laughs> the conquistadors brought with them their lard fatted pigs and a whole new culinary technique was born the sonoran style mexican cooking we feature is subtly spiced contrary to the popular thinking that mexican food is very peppery however for those desiring added pepperiness we have a spicy table sauce please enjoy the time you spend at our restaurant we spend the extra time and money to ensure that our chef has the best ingredients available, which to prepare your meal. All dishes are prepared fresh daily in our own kitchen using only the highest quality ingredients. We all know that's a lie. All right. Well, their intentions was to introduce Mexican food to an American population, but... Do you think that's the case, though? Of course, it's not the same. It's not authentic Mexican food. It's like the... They just wanted to introduce the concepts of some of the food that they make, but they mm-hmm. also admitted that the palate of Mexican people, their authentic food is totally different for Americans. So mm-hmm. like Mexican food is considered way, way more spicier than uh, yeah. Texas well, it's, food. It's bland. It's like, it's, yeah, in comparison. It's Midwest food. Yes. 
So I think it was 1986 is when they changed the legal age of drinking. And Chi-Chi's saw a decline in their numbers because young kids were not allowed to drink. But a lot of Chi-Chi's still allowed kids to drink during that high schoolers. I can't remember what the legal drinking age was. I think it was 18. So, and they still let them come in there and drink. I know, or I had heard because I had gone to the Chi-Chi's by us probably my freshman year of high school. And there had been things going on like sophomores and juniors going there to get wasted at Chi-Chi's drinking margaritas. And their margaritas, these people were not like specialty bartenders. They're not going to make a supreme gin and tonic. Well, you know, those margaritas when I was a kid, when my mom very rarely have some alcohol with her meal, I thought mm-hmm. those margaritas was like Slurpees. So I will yeah, always... Yeah, so did I. They look delicious. Yes, they look delicious. And then when I got older and I tasted my first margarita, I thought it was disgusting. Because I'm like, what the hell is this? I thought it was going to be sweet, but they got the salt around the rim. I'm like, ugh, salt. And, and now it's delicious. I, but what, Well, what was the first thing you ever drank when you turned 21? Because I bought a bottle of J&B scotch because I thought I was f- cool. <laughs> and I took a, a swig of it and I was like... Whoa! <laughs> oh, I know like, exactly what I drank. I drank Arbor Miss. Arbor Ar- Miss. Yes, I did. <laughs> That's all I would drink. Arbor Miss. When I wasn't of legal age, it was Smirnoff Ices. Everyone was like, "Don't you Ooh. want to drink beer?" And I'm like, "Ew, it tastes nasty. I'm just gonna drink Smirnoff Ice." Well, that's or Zima. <laughs> so no, moving on. The marketing ploys are pretty typical of any like Midwest place. Don and I watched a commercial and I'm hoping to maybe see if I can find it online and try to post it on our Instagram or TikTok. A lot of the marketing was just insane. Talking about getting wasted at the Chi-Chi's. There's one where this woman looks like she's about to have an aneurysm. Oh my God. As she's bringing food to this family. Her eyes are, are wide open. She is coked the f- out or somebody off camera was like gun to her son's head and they say bitch you better act your ass off you better win an award for this girl your son about to die but yeah it it was very strange you should post that people have to I, see I want to try to find it but it is insane the way that she looks so before we hop to memories and start talking about kind of the end of this era because as we moved on you know the food was lackluster a lot of the reason why Chi Chi's had failed was was because people in Miami, people in Texas, New Mexico, where they tried to branch out, they weren't having it because they already had actual Mexican restaurants or at least taqueritas and then actual authentic Mexican food. So why would you go to this tasteless garbage that they're putting out there? That was one of the main reasons. It just had a more refined taste buds, I guess, in Miami and New York. There was literally no success in the South. And when they tried to have a restaurant in New England, it failed miserably. Manager turnover rate, at least for corporate, the turnover rate was 80%. So there was a lot damn. of stress, probably not a lot of money. Huh? I said, damn, that sounds like a warehouse job or something. That's crazy. Yeah. That sounds like Amazon almost. They're letting people f- go left and right because, you know, pandemic's technically over, so people aren't buying a bunch of shit off of their site. But it's funny to me, you say Chi-Chi's the rate as far as turnover with their workers. So that had to be because waitresses don't get money at all. And if people aren't there to buy their shit, then yeah, I can see why. Yeah. And poor management, I mean. Poor management, and then which in turn, when you have poor management, it's just poor 
workers in general. It's the attitude changes, the quality of food is bad. And when we would go there, you could kind of see it already happening. Like the writing was on the wall with competitors like, well, Taco Bell was their biggest competitor and they were doing gangbusters. Technically, they still are like fast food, part of Mexican food, or if you call that Mexican food, they're doing gangbusters and you have Del Taco and then that's pretty much it. I'm sure there's other places out there, but nothing like Del Taco. Disgusting. And at least Taco Bell just sticks with Mexican food. Del Taco does a cheeseburger. Tastes like dog meat, which well, I've never had dog meat. Well, Taco <laughs> Bell does the fries, does farts. which I like, but they do the fries, the Taco Bell fries. Um, well, you know why they did that? Because Del Taco was doing their crinkle cut fries. Ooh, I didn't know about the crinkle cuts. Yeah, did they're not great, those? dude. Oh, okay. Nah. Did you like the, the Taco nacho, Bell fries? The nacho yeah. Okay, so basically all those are, are just like the freezer fries that you can get at Kroger's. Yeah. And if they don't cook them right, they just taste awful. I don't know. I don't like those fries. I'm trying to think, what are my favorite fries? I like truffle fries. You know, a little truffle sauce on them. Real potato. Cut up. You got to shock them in water and then you do some sea salt. You put a little bit of truffle oil on them, cook them in that. Are you licking your... No, I was kissing my hand, but now I'm... Chef's kiss. Got it. Okay, now you're licking your... After school special podcast ASMR. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, guys. As always, you can catch this podcast on any major platform you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to rate us five stars and comment on how you're liking the show. After school special podcast. You know, that hard goodness that you get the next day. Oh, yummy. From a day old donut at Dougie's. After school special podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's my childhood right there, mother. When did yeah. that come out? Podcast comes out every Friday, Friday, Friday. So, with Taco Bell being its biggest competitor, the restaurants that they had, they had dropped to only 100 restaurants by 2003. And by October 2003, they filed for Chapter 11. Mind you, they were trying to make a comeback, but what ended up squashing that comeback... Green onions, baby. Oh, no. In Monica, Pennsylvania, tainted green onions were given to multiple Chi-Chi's restaurants imported from Mexico. So it looks like they did get us from over the border. It was an inside job. They were angry. Yeah, it was an inside job. (laughs) (laughs) And four people died. I think it was over 100 people got sick. Damn. And it didn't happen just in Monica, Pennsylvania. Uh, Monica, Pennsylvania is a suburb outside of Pittsburgh. Okay. And it was... A lot of the Midwest restaurants. I know the one in Michigan, or at least by us, that everyone remembers. And a lot of people, I guess, had a lot of special memories. I don't have a lot of special memories. I don't have any damn memories. You didn't miss out, dude. You really didn't miss out. So, yeah, it kind of spread all over the place. And I remember they were closed for a little bit. But then that was kind of, we even said, it's like, well, that's the beginning of the end. They're shut down because of the tainted green onions. We just thought it was like some type of salmonella poison like bad chicken or something like that but it ended up being green onions so what ended up happening to a lot of these chichis once it completely at least in the united states they completely failed and they closed almost all the restaurants they started getting transitioned into outback 
steakhouses. It's or, so weird. Yeah, you know, like Outback Steakhouses, home of the kangaroo steak. Because one of our friends, our podcast buddies, is from Australia. Oh, yeah? But I was going to say, the land of criminals. <laughs> That's not a steak. Oh, I'm sorry, that was my Australian voice. That was terrible. Jesus Christ. I'll see you play knifey spoony before. There you go. That's um, better. I want to give a shout out to, because we are talking about Australia, and he is from Australia, Lights, Camera, Rant. We love you, buddy. You're, you're not all born from progeny of criminals over there in, in Australia, because it was a prison continent for a little bit. So, to continue on, there were actual chichis that stayed open in Europe for a little bit. I believe they are are all closed now or there might be a couple in germany i think denmark had one and the one in denmark still might be open since then chi chi's has become more of a grocery brand in regards to chips and salsas and i believe taco mixes and whatnot but that's pretty much where chi chi's had gone like discovery zone did not last very long well it did in a sense, it started in 1975 and lasted till technically 2004, but it was on a sharp decline after 1986 and never got those numbers ever again. So you do have people, though, like any collectors that buy and sell Chi Chi's memorabilia. The menus, I guess, they don't go for like a, a lot of money, but you can buy the menus, which I was thinking about buying one and just kind of framing it and then putting it on the wall. So memories birthdays we had birthdays there the fried ice cream margaritas i remember though getting closer to 2000s the service ended up getting really bad i remember one time we waited over two hours Jeez. for our food and when the waitress came back with our food she didn't give a shit uh, why my did you mom wait grabbed, two hours why why didn't well you just my leave? mom my mom is a very patient person and will wait and wait nah, and wait mom. until she can jack you in the jugular. So she took our plates up there and threw them at the bar and looked at the waitress and she just did a big F you and F you to the bartender. And she got us like, come on, guys, let's go. Like so sweet afterwards. <laughs> like, that's how she's, she like, got out of her positive system. to negative. And then back to positive. She's the most feistiest little lady I have ever, well, came out of her bajine. So, Jeez. yeah, Jeez. that's why I'm so angry all the time. So, but, so in summary, the rise and fall of Chi-Chi's was due to... Overexpansion, again. And the thing going into markets that they should have done their research first. Also had to do with their corporate structure in regards to their turnover rate. So probably poor pay, lots of stress in regards to that. If you don't pay your managers well, and if you don't treat your employees right, shit's going to go belly up. And then to put the nail in the coffin, those green onions, which are scallions, right? Scallions? Yeah. I like scallions. 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 You don't like scallions? Uh, I, can... I don't really give a shit. Yeah, they still put. Shit. I don't even think they put scallions on anything because of that. You don't get a fully loaded baked potato. You get it with bacon, sour crumb, cheddar shiz, mm. but you don't get the scallions anymore. Oh, because of that? that oh. I think a lot of it had to do with that. But that was pretty much the, the fall of Chi-Chi's. And the restaurants that had stayed open in Europe only stayed open for a little bit longer. But Americans would go there because it was something that they recognized, especially if you lived in the Midwest. You would go to Chi-Chi's. Now, it would be absolutely hilarious if they opened a Chi-Chi's up in Japan. 
I think that would be funny. Why would that be I funny? I don't know why. They should. Okay, so you never ate there, right? I think I did. To be honest with you, when I was in middle school, I believe they had a Chi-Chi's next to Wonderland Mall in Livonia. I believe it was right in that area where there was a Red Lobster. And I think mm-hmm. it was a Chi-Chi's over there. And I went there with my aunt. Yeah, because they had those kind of those Mexican... Oh, my God. They had those old... <laughs> don't look at me. They had those old swinging doors to try to make it look more authentic. Oh, like Mexican those, doors? Yeah, the old... Is that what you are going to say? Mexican doors? Like it was for, a you know, saloon. Like, like it was for a... fat, lazy people that want to go through the door real quick. I didn't say that. Mexican. That's you, buddy. My Mexican brothers, my brothers and sisters are hard-working people. I'm sounding like Stephen A. Smith. Uh, yeah. And... And we know this. Like, I can't even... Oh. And we know this. Yes. <laughs> we we get all that. We get all that. My <laughs> fine Mexican brothers and sisters. But what I'm trying to say, yes, I went there, middle school. I had a great time. Uh, I didn't have a margarita because I was too young. But other than that, I would have gone again. But honestly, we have a great part of town in Detroit that serves a lot of authentic mexican food oh yeah and i think once i got exposed to that i couldn't go back to some place called chi chi's taco oh, bell never. is different like don pablo's was another one like that kind of opened up in technically chilies now chilies baby back ribs okay chilies had baby te- back ribs no yeah they had the tostadas like their mexican food was almost like microwave mexican food and yeah, I, I exactly got it. Yes. Only got it once. I only got it once and I never got it again. So there's a Mexican village in that area that you were talking about. There was another Mexican village that opened up on Van Dyke and we would go there all the time too. And that was like close to authentic Mexican. Like it's very hard to open up a Tex-Mex place. The only thing you're going to be able to get in there are boomers that want bland non-authentic well not only that i think your drink menu has to be pretty pretty legit if you're gonna like well you can go to applebee's and get a dollar margarita that's like the size of a fishbowl that's true so didn't they have endless margaritas at one point like two or three years yeah they did (laughs) that's that actually created a lot of diabetic people yeah because how much sugar's in those drinks diabetes you can get drinks delivered from those places oh what a time to be alive. You can? Yeah. Well, ladies and gents, we hope you enjoyed this podcast on Chi-Chi's. I'm sorry, titties. Today. The celebration of food. I'm sorry, the celebration of boobs. Yes. We want to say again how much we appreciate you guys. We say this every single time. For all the great human beings, the Socrates and Aristotles that listen to this podcast. The, the Asimaniacs. The Asimaniacs? Yeah, the, the Asimaniacs. <laughs> well, before you said that, I was going to say the highbrows that listen to us, the intellectuals that come to this mm. podcast for good, fun times. Well, that's pretty much the story of Chi-Chi's. We're trying to cut these episodes a little bit shorter, so we're getting as much information to you in a short amount of time because we know you're busy people. you latchkey got kids and broken homies. you got businesses to run. you got governments to govern, states to state. You are top tier. You are special and not... I'm not going to go there. (laughs) You are the best. 
So we also just want to let you guys know every Friday before we record our new episode, we're going to go live on Instagram at 530 Eastern. 530 Eastern time. Eastern, Eastern time. time. So Instagram live every Friday at 530 Eastern Standard Time. And then hopefully we'll be putting out more YouTube videos, trying to get content out there as much as possible. We'll be looking to you guys. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us what you want to hear about. We're trying to stick to a shorter episode block instead of the hour. It seems like the shorter episodes do a little bit better yeah, than the man. longer ones. The shorter um, is where it's at. Yep. So, yeah. Is it? <laughs> you would know. <laughs> um, anyways. So we just want to say thank you so much. Remember, look us up on Twitter. That's after school SPE3. And then Instagram after school special podcast. And the TikTok is TikTok after school, is after school special, three. special three. Yep. All right. We want to give a shout out to everyone that joined us on the live today. We had yeah. Billy. We had Digging Ditches and Beer Cannon podcast for coming on the live today. And it was our first one. So we're trying to figure out the odds and ends. We're too f- middle-aged dudes that are tired all the time we're trying our best be patient we love you guys bye hey everyone it's aaron from after school special podcast like what you hear so far but don't forget to subscribe and download the show on whatever platform you get your podcasts and just a friendly reminder we have new episodes out every friday thanks for listening everyone we get all that. We get all that. My <laughs> fine Mexican brothers and sisters. 